0: My name is Brenton Wyatt and you're listening to me on Above and Beyond.
1: Hi all, it's Mike Myers with another episode of Above and Beyond, brought to you by the Reengineering Australia Foundation, where we strive to engage, inspire and educate students, teachers and industry about the career pathway options that exists in the fields of science, technology, engineering, and maths. We're driving to create the next generation of innovators who will build Australia's economic future. Developing the capabilities and knowledge and skills beyond the classroom are increasingly seen as a requirement if we live and work successfully in the 21st century. Unlike the process of testing in school, where the focus is usually on a specific subject or topic area, the judging process within the REA programs assesses students across a wide range of generalised skills as they relate to a broad cross-curricular project. Within all of these competitions, be they F1 in schools, subs in schools, space in schools or 4x4 in schools, students participate in a rigorous judging process. They're required to showcase an in-depth understanding of areas such as engineering design, engineering process, manufacturing, portfolio development, verbal presentation, marketing, display booth design, and scrutineering, a range of topics, many of which are not explicitly taught at schools. In addition to the work they do in schools, students via the web can access or have access to a plethora of information can help them fulfil their knowledge gap. It's critical for them, however, to understand the importance of creating their own body of work rather than just cutting and pasting from the web. Students must develop industry practices that facilitate their transition to the world of work and thus need to learn that plagiarism is unacceptable. So developing academic integrity in students will last a lifetime and lay a foundation for original thinking and will pre- prepare them for success at school, university and beyond. So to help clarify the process and the importance of academic integrity, we have with us Brenton Wyatt from Turnitin. Now, I've, no, I've had the pleasure of knowing Brenton for many years now. Um, his worked to support education in Australia for many years, and most schools are benefiting from his work to improve the education system, but not too many people know his name. He's a, somewhat of a soloed achiever. In previous roles, Brenton headed up the education with Autodesk and was instrumental in making 3D CAD software available. To all australian schools for free so welcome brenton thank you for taking the time to have a chat it's always a pleasure to talk
0: great thank you michael and uh yeah, thanks for the uh, introduction there and also thank you for the opportunity to chat with you today maybe you can get to your uh,
1: the origins of your involvement with what, what you've done with rea yeah,
0: yeah sure so I, I first came to know the rea program i think it was just over 10 years ago now when i was working at autodesk and uh, i was helping a school that wanted to design their formula one racing car using Autodesk CAD, I was then up in Sydney and I went and had a look at the uh, the F1 in Schools National Championships, I think it was held at Eastern Creek that that year, and I I just thought it was such a terrific program and a great opportunity for students. Um, The event was just so exciting. So it started from there and it moved on to working with yourself, Michael, and the REA team there on a national partnership to support the schools, and and then I moved on to helping develop the global Autodesk F1 in Schools partnership, and uh, that was just great fun. Great that now I'm here since the beginning of this year at Turnitin, which is a global company dedicated to the integrity of education and development of original thinking skills. So it's great to be able to be involved again with REA to assist the schools and students in the area of academic integrity.
1: And the concept of academic integrity is quite a large one and it's really hard to get a head around even when I was doing my PhD. It took me a while to understand all of the implications of that. Can you sort of give us a bit of a perspective on that and how it fits with our working life these days?
0: Yeah, a lot of people purely associate academic integrity with pages or or student cheating on assignments and projects and homework. However, it is really more than that. It's about demonstrating your own principles in terms of honesty, consistency and fairness in what we say and do and the work that we produce. What we're doing is building credibility and the right reputation for ourselves. So we want our students to be creative. Yeah, original and authentic in all their work. And businesses crave young people with these skills. It, it, it helps them you know, to open up new business ideas and opportunity, introduce new concepts and ways to approach processes, etc. And also that there is research that thinks a pattern of academic dishonesty with later workplace deviance and that a pattern of dishonesty once established continues. Past behaviour is the best indicator of future behaviour well into post-academic life. Yeah, and on a legal side, copyright is copyright on intell- intellectual property, for example, is really an important detail that concerns all businesses. With detailed academic integrity skills, these potential infringements can be avoided. We actually have candidates in the current US presidential race using our technology to ensure what they proclaim is actually in their own words. And, and also, when we look at the important it plays in our working lives. On the flip side, if we take a look at the lack of academic integrity and its potential consequences, uh, there's a recent plane crash in Karachi killing 97 people. And when that was investigated, it was found that a third of Pakistani pilots had fake licences. Essentially, they cheated to get their certification. So there it shows that, you know, on the flip side, as I said, you can have catastrophic consequences if we do not use integrity in what we do. It was interesting. I was listening
1: to um, another philosopher talking about children, and I have grandchildren. I think you've got some grandchildren too. Not yet. (laughs) He was saying, and we have a a little boy and a little girl, and the little boy is three. His mum's struggling at times because it's the first boy in the family. And I was listening to this psychologist saying that when children are, are two, they're like amoebas. They, they test everything. They, terrible twos sort of syndrome, got to work, keep working on them so that by the time they're four, uh, they're ingrained in, in social structure. And, and one might say it's the same sense with this. We've got to work with kids very early to get them ingrained because they, it's, this is not something that they learn that's not instinctive, we need to teach them. So what's the process of advising students on how to to, to get involved in looking at their in- academic integrity and things like that?
0: Yeah, interesting points you, you raised there, Mike, right? Because typically when, when when Turnitin started the, the customer base is really at the university and research level at high level, whereas now we're seeing it brought right down into uh, into the secondary school into junior, secondary, and even some primary schools are now using our software to help students prepare for their lifelong learning. But if we look at how students should approach these areas, well, I suppose what they should really be doing is looking at, you know, setting expectations for themselves first in the work that they wish to produce and own. And there are many forms of plagiarism which students should really be aware of. And some of these include, you know, inverted plagiarism, where you're just forgetting to to cite or quote a source and this is often just unintentional, or just a forgotten act. You know, there's word for word plagiarism where we know just a simple cut and paste from the web or other documents. There's student collusion where students may work together, but really the assessment is on a individual task, so therefore should not be using other students' work. Paraphrase plagiarism where essentially people just rephrase the, the source ideas, just change the words around, the sentences around, and then use that without proper attribution. There's things like manual text modification where people manipulate the text with the intention of misleading plagiarism and software detention. And um, even now, one, especially in the, really at the university level, a, a big form is contract cheating where, where students actually engage or use a third party to actually complete the assignment on their behalf and then the student submits, submits that as their own work. So, yeah, there's a lot of different types and forms of plagiarism. And therefore, it's really easy for students to err. So it's important for students to understand these types and variations of plagiarisms. It's also interesting that a lot of secondary schools have now set their own policy, their own academic integrity policy, which helps students to follow. And and that's terrific. However, again, I think when students are looking at what they're doing, they really need to start at themselves and set their own expectations and standards in their behaviour and worth ethics.
1: Yeah, I must admit, when I went through uni, um, the thing that I, I saw when I was doing my doctorate it was really probably the start of in, <laughs> and we had to process our documents through regularly, and even the process of you going through and you thinking it's yours, and then you accidentally find that it's not, it, it then actually opens up the door for you to to create your own in, your own knowledge. When you realise you can't go there, you must go down your own gully to find the information that you've got, and I thought these days too, with kids being locked, like you're locked down in Melbourne at the moment, being locked in. Working from home is probably, in a sense, makes it even more difficult and more important that kids just don't cut and paste off the, off the web and cut well, and paste off right. ideas. That,
0: I've got so much access now to digital sources, way more than what we ever had, and it's so much easier to find those sources so they can be tempted to do that. But it's really important to use that knowledge and the information they can get to, to turn it into into their own original work.
1: Our kids work in a team Should there be someone responsible for the academic integrity in the team, or is it something the whole team should take on? Do you think?
0: Yeah, and it's a great it's a great way to learn to work in teams, right? And again, that's something changed in education over the the last uh, well, last quite a few years now. But working in teams and collaboratively get it together because that's what is needed in industry as well. And so, who is responsible if it's a group piece of work? So. I suppose if you're in the team, ultimately it's the responsibility of the end author who's responsible who submits that final piece of work because their name perhaps is on the uh, on the bottom of the the work or the portfolio. But if you're in a team that produces a portfolio, then then really everyone that's contributed the information should be responsible for that input that they provide. Yeah, and they need to ensure that it's either their work or it's uh, quoted or cited correctly. And I do know that that is sometimes difficult in a team because you you trust your teammates, et cetera. So, you know, you really need to have conversation together about where did you get that information? Sometimes if it sounds not like it's a student's word, like it might sound way too intelligent or in a different sort of tense, perhaps, or something like that, you can actually ask your teammates, how did you get that information? Where did you get it from? Is that your own words? Perhaps you'd like to retry that again. But, you know, we do understand this is difficult for many students, especially if they don't have a detailed understanding of what academic integrity is. And we know that we've got great supervising teachers in the f schools and, and your program, so hopefully they can be there to provide uh, guidance. Yeah, you know, it, it's also interesting on, on a different higher level, in higher education, though, Mike, now almost all universities have dedicated integrity offices and their job is to investigate possible breaches of ac- academic uh, integrity codes. So, you know, a very serious matter when it gets to that level. So um, what we're hoping is students working in teams today work together, understand what they're doing in terms of academic integrity. Hopefully they'll never get to meet such people when they get to university.
1: It was interesting. I was at um, the last World Fund in Abu Dhabi, and I sat in on some kids from Trinity Grammar in the the engineering presentation. There were three young engineers. Aussie kids sat there and went through all of the stuff that they'd done on their in their design process and, and i was listening just to, i was just catching some film but they absolutely blew me away with all the things that i were saying in the process that they were doing and, and I, i'm sure the judges sat there and said somebody clued you up on this so, <laughs> so they asked a couple of questions and they went bang 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 and, and blew them right out of the water and the judges went bang and said this is absolutely staggering we've never seen this before and the level. So in a sense, uh, given that they're, they're, they do have access to all this information, it actually is an opportunity to learn more. Uh, if they find that someone else has done it, then go and learn a bit more and add their own value to, it, to, the, to the process. So so if students are going to ensure their academic integrity, what's the process that they work with in um, preparing things uh, to use, turn it in or whatever?
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I, I suppose the first thing to, to consider from the student side that that this is a great opportunity, right, for them Because with this partnership now that that we have, it it, uh, gives students access to this uh, and experience the software tool used by leading universities, research institutes, government agencies and other leading businesses around the globe. So it gives them that experience, which is great. But then because of that, then I think sometimes students, when they approach this, may be a bit fearful. You know, what if I submit something and it says I've copied or it's not my work? And and I, I suppose the more you use our solutions and software and they get Use of academic integrity and what it really means. You know that that fear will, will subside and they'll see that almost like you said before, Mike, where students will submit a paper, see where they might not have quoted something correctly, or it says, "Hey, this is copied from this area," and students can go away and learn from that, and uh, you know and then produce better work. So, so I think that's that's the the way they should approach it to you know aim to be. As original with their own work as they can, but use this opportunity for feedback. Learn from the similarity report, which they'll they will get to see, and if they use that, they can uh, can ultimately help students produce their best original work. And I think if they are preparing and how to approach it, I, I suppose really, you know, research is the big thing, right? And that comes first. So they really need to gather all the materials that they may want to put into the portfolio or real relevant information. And, and then for all those ideas you wish to include, if it's a great wording and it's it's really succinct and you want to use it, use the correct citation and reference the authors so that they are correctly uh, acknowledged. But where you've discovered a concept that you wish to include, um, you know, I really, and I know students do this, but I really recommend draft the response as much in your own words without looking at the source at the same time, because we often get caught in that trap, looking and then use the same words. Then Then read it redraft it, read it again, redraft it, and you end up putting it more into your own words. And uh, I think the other greater benefit of doing this is that the students will actually gain a greater understanding of the concepts or concepts they're wishing to portray. And by doing that, this is really going to help them in the competition, you know, when they have to do the other parts, like the oral presentations, they'll know their subject matter without having to refer to any notes.
1: I remember when I first handed one of my major things when I was doing my doctorate, I put it in and all of a sudden I got a 95% hit. You know, it was 95% of it was red, and I, I panicked. I said, but I did do it, it's mine, it's mine. And then when we went and looked at the analysis that had actually gone, I'd put in a, a draft to, um, to check and it had gone and checked me against me. So when I said, oh, it's only me I'm referring to, it was fine. So it can be scary until you understand how the process works and and, and then it's quite easy, so I must admit. So are there any tips that you can give the kids when they're going to prepare a, a Word document or a PowerPoint or whatever to submit? Because I know when they come in here at this end, Deb inserts them or uploads them into uh, Turnitin to check them. So the judges are doing that in the background, so... Are there any tips that the students should take t- to prepare their work for submission?
0: Well, really planning, as you mentioned, and preparation really is, is the key here. You know, Allow time for your research and gathering of the information. Time is the key to enable you then to be original and put the key points and information as your own words. It's when you leave things to the last minute, and we know a lot of us tend to do that when we have a deadline, but that's when you... You make, make, you make those mistakes. You might take shortcuts and, and potentially use other student or any other author's works, either accidentally or deliberately. So it really is plan out your time, have all your information ready, work on it early, and that gives you that time to really create your own work from it.
1: Given that we're pushing these industry tools now into education. That's really something that teachers have got to learn as well because it's something that's way outside of their normal scope. Are there things that you could give advice for teachers that will help them to help the students? Because, you know, I, I must admit, with all of our programs, we're driving kids to step up to the mark. And a podcast we did the other day, we are talking about how Uh, their engagement with all of the all of the programs their final subs it's not just another school project it's part of their education it's part of their career now so all the things we're doing is, is setting them up for their career but how do teachers handle this how can teachers help students understand the importance of all of this
0: yeah, it, it is a difficult task. Teachers have so many hats and so many things they have to do, and and to get say 25 essays and then read through them and determine what's the student's real work and what's not their their work is sometimes pretty difficult, and often it's a little bit of a guess of what is and what isn't. So, but you know, really, you know, education of the students is the key here. It's part of the transparency as educators to be clear on what we expect from our students and then uh, to consistently uphold these expectations throughout you know, modeling consistency is important to supporting academic integrity because when educators act with integrity as students receive the lesson implicitly it's important to uphold academic integrity throughout all drafts for students whether through feedback or expectations or by using software technologies such as Turnitin you know, citations should really be used in the initial first draft and and then onwards and and then by teachers providing positive feedback from this you know we can exclude the possibility of students then accidentally or forgetting to uh, include citations in their final submitted work but as as I mentioned it it can be difficult for students to view a student's work and determine what is their original work and what is not and you know that's why currently you know the Turnitin solution is currently used in over 500 secondary schools across Australia across a, a range of subject areas and the tools within the solution you know, help teachers by providing unlimited student draft submissions, you know, maximises the opportunity for formative learning, and therefore can ensure that students can understand and follow academic protocols. But in terms of helping teachers as well, on our, on our website, turnitin.com, uh, and on our resources page, we have so much of great materials and resources for, for teachers, for students. You know, there's one, for example, that, that's titled, or' an e-book actually called How to Introduce Academic Integrity into Your Classroom. So, some really good useful tips and, and hints there for teachers to help get them in front of this this area. And, you know, as always, uh, Michael, you know, I'm always happy to chat to any teacher that wants to explore further or wants assistance or guidance in this area as well.
1: Well, I think it, it's always been a goal of ours to turn around and turn out kids to be much better than we ever were and to give them lots of more opportunities and and start this lifelong learning process really early in the process and and I think that you'd agree that the kids that are being turned out are absolutely staggering and uh, I must admit I have to thank Turnitin for coming on board and helping us provide kids with another stepping stone into a career and, and I'm sure if kids can walk out and say that here's our work which is wonderful the integrity is fine this is how we work we know how we could work for you in Boeing or, or Lockheed Martin or, or the submarine project or whatever it might be uh, I think it's certainly going to them get a job straight away and lift them above others so thank you very much for tuning in and uh been great having a chat about this, this is wonderful and if we are getting more kids ask questions i will come and grab you back online and, and we'll do another talk about it so
0: always happy for a chat you know that so uh, yeah thanks again for the opportunity great fun
1: great thanks very much for your time brendan and uh i, I hope you survive the uh shutdown in melbourne
0: that's the hardest part of the moment but uh, i'm sure we will
1: thanks very much